I wanted to catch up with Matt Nippet, New Zealand Herald investigations reporter. Matt, you've spent three months uh, looking into the white supremacist shootings. Tough job. Would have you would have seen some pretty murky stuff as you went through the the dark web. Yeah, well, um, I wouldn't have picked the topic by choice um, before, prior to March, um, but I had uh, an upcoming fellowship at Cambridge University in the UK and decided to have a look at where that particular act came from. And yeah, it's a pretty dark rabbit hole. I bet it is. Is there anything that links these people? They're not all lone wolves, are they? Well, no. My um, my The initial descriptions of them, not even as lone wolves, but also lone nutters, trying to sort of explain them away as, oh, it's just someone who's unwell and we can't do anything about this. Or the, the issue is, you know, mental health. Obviously, mental health is very important. But these people definitely don't see themselves as um, insane. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and I decided to look at a uh, a cluster of these cases that um, had uh, pretty good data on their motivations and where they came from. Like, you know, usually they'd been through the courts, and there are a lot of links and shout-outs between them. Um, they see themselves as part of a community. They're certainly not not lonely in any sense. There is a, I wouldn't say a large, but a fairly active community online where the, most of them are now coming from that really supports and nurtures this sort of behaviour. And reference one another's activities oh, and invoke I mean, the names of those who've gone before. Yeah, in many ways, the um, there was a case in Norway, Anders yeah. Breivik. Um, in many ways, he's sort of a patient zero of this sort of new online movement and white supremacist killings. Um, and he is sort of held up as, and this is terrible, it was, mm. it was, but he's held up as a, some sort of a hero or paragon of this movement. I think he invented this whole order of um, the Knights Templar that he claimed yes. he belonged to. And he's That's part right. of this this pan-European um, terrorist network that would reclaim Europe from the multiculturalists and Marxists and effectively just kick Muslims out. This was the, the thrust of it. But um, at the trial, it turned out this this organisation did not exist. Like he, he'd, he'd invented it whole cloth, he'd ripped bits from the Freemasons and bits from World of Warcraft. He'd had like 30 pages in his manifestos detailing different medals and uniforms for this imaginary order. Mm. But... What concerned me, looking at the incident in Christchurch, is that the um, the manifesto there made reference to uh, this order, mm. which clearly doesn't exist, but it exists in the minds of these people now. I mean, right. and the Christchurch uh, shooter and his manifesto has gone on to, it seems to have inspired two more cases in the last six months in the United States, which is really quite alarming. This does appear to be accelerating. It. I suppose it, it, it's complicated by the fact that not all mass shootings are, are done with the same motivations. But even even on the weekend, we see two completely different killers. Yes, no, that's right. There are, there are a whole range of motivations. I mean, I think the two the two big schools that certainly occupied most of the literature are sort of uh, Islamic terrorism, um, which after 9-11 moved very much to this lone wolf style um Strategy, mainly because, uh, you know, if you have your commander in Afghanistan on the phone to his soldiers in the US, there's likely to be drones above both, both places immediately. So they sort of relied on individuals acting on their own initiative. Yeah, so the, the Islamic terrorism and this white supremacist is this other big strand that's really grown. But of course, then there's the, oh, it's a terrible way to describe it, but the more sort of mundane motivations, which is sort of personal grievance and actual mental illness. Um, you know, you still see that. And certainly you see a lot more in the United States where there's much more ready access to weaponry that can facilitate that sort of behaviour. Because at El Paso there was the manifesto and it seemed to be part of this community. When you've got um, Dayton, 
that young man seems to have been extremely troubled from a very early age. Yeah, I mean, it's still completely very, different. It's still very early days, so yeah, I, I don't true. want to um, that's true. Uh, leap too much into it. But I, for initial assessments, that uh, that particular case doesn't seem to be linked to this. Uh, so what I'm calling the lone wolf pack of white supremacy. Yeah, the lone wolf pack that seems to be forming itself into a into a brotherhood. Well, it's yes. I mean, there's this order. Um, it's uh, it's a self-sustaining community, and the concerning thing online is that the forums where they communicate, it's effectively only these sort of people talking to each other. And there's this these are anonymous fora that really encourage extremely provocative uh, comments. In fact, you, you're sort of baiting people to take to take outrage because then you can say I was only joking. But drawing the line between actual Nazis and people joking about Nazis is very difficult. And there's this, this shield of sarcasm that the actual Nazis can pretend <laughs> they were just joking too. Yeah. And it's very difficult to pin anything down. You can't blame this on Donald Trump, much as the Democrats would like to. Oh, I think he's part of it. Um, he's certainly viewed as a hero in these circles. Um, yeah, uh, he he has a role as the sort of the voice of America. <laughs> he is the, at the, he's the... the appointed chief delegate to the American people, um, and he appears to have gone out of his way to avoid condemning white supremacy until 12 hours ago. And I do note that he gave a prepared speech, didn't take questions, and hasn't tweeted um, regarding his comments, which makes you wonder, was he was he told to say this and doesn't really believe it? Um, no, I, I think Trump is, is part of the problem. Really? So what about the shootings that happened before he was president? Uh, well, so Different. I'm talking specifically with relation to the white supremacist shootings. Trump is not responsible for the America's culture of gun violence mm. by himself. Absolutely not. I mean, mm. that's um, a very unique <laughs> case yeah. in the world. I mean, there's this amazing, um, there's a satirical newspaper called The Onion. And every time there's a mass shooting, they reprint this one article. And I think there's a lot of truth here. And I'll just read the headline here. No way to prevent this says the only nation where this regularly happens. And it's just like, it's America's a big country. Obviously, any change of any sort takes an enormous amount of effort, particularly if it's constitutional. You've got to remember their systems require uh, basically the Senate and Congress to, or sorry, a, a motion to amend the Constitution goes through. Then it has to be, effectively, they have referendums and two-thirds of states have to agree on that before it goes through. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, you talked to David Seymour saying it was a challenge getting the euthanasia bill through. He has got nothing on sort of the constitutional amendments in the state. So to a certain amount, um, I think the size and structure of the US government means um, change is very difficult. Let's not say it's impossible. And we saw, um, I mean, for instance, they don't allow machine guns for obvious yep. reasons. Um, and then where there were ways around that with the Las Vegas shooting with bump stocks, they banned those. And I think, you know, there's... There can be some sensible tinkering around the edges, but any sort of wholesale reform is, oh, goodness me, that's a long way down the track, isn't it? Is it because most people see themselves as reasonable and these things happen? Well, it's I view it as, it's a bit like uh, drivers and which car do you buy? I mean, lots of people like SUVs because they're safer, um, but they're not safer to anyone who's not driving an SUV. But once there's a certain amount of SUVs on the road, I mean, you'd be foolish not to get one. I mean, by that yeah. reasoning, and the same and we way saw that with El Paso, the people who'd never previously owned firearms were rushing out to buy them. Well, basically, yes, yeah. um, that that tends to be what happens. Once there's a critical mass of sort of guns in society, then you start thinking, well, other people have got one. I'm I'm in a disadvantage. Mm. I should probably get one myself. It's a terrible state of affairs to be in, really. Mm. I mean, just the numbers of sort of mass shootings is in the hundreds so far this year in the United States, and the rest of the world, what you're looking at, four or five. 
Well, com- comparable countries, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, just <laughs> on a population basis, mm. that's yeah. at least, you know, t- t- 20 to 1, the yeah. 1 being America. So yeah. on a per capita basis, it's, it's, it's exponentially different. So how are the white supremacist groups going to be thwarted in any way? That is a really hard question. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, it is a political movement. Um, they do have places to organise. And we saw there was news yesterday that a company called Cloudflare had yep. withdrawn its uh, support and services to uh, 8chan. Um, that won't be the end of 8chan. It means 8chan can be more disrupted. I suspect um, it will just drive much of the... Well, maybe not much. It will drive the conversation to darker places. But that isn't this, that isn't a bad thing. Um, it will make it harder for people to find it in the first place. It will make it uh, sort of harder to organise and find fellow travellers. So I think that will reduce the size of their community, which is a good thing. But it, and you, it is stamping the stuff out is very, very difficult and arguably impossible. But certainly you can take some steps to mitigate the worst of it. I thank you so much for your time. Matt Nippet, investigations reporter for the New Zealand Herald. News Talk ZB will be back with your calls in just a moment. It is 7.